Good afternoon. Uh, this is Jerry Rhodes coming at you with Build Back Better with the Human New Deal. Reduce bigger government spending that sinks the enterprise ship. Uh, let's talk Turkey today. What does it cost to run a government? Does it cost a thousand billions times 10, 10,000 billions, uh, 5 trillion, that's 10,000 billions is, is uh, 10 trillion. That's, that's right around the amount that uh, the government's gonna be spending on an annual basis if we're not careful. There is no accountability for what these guys are doing. Doesn't matter which party, they're all buying favors. They're all using fear tactics. They're wanting America to believe that we don't have any um, reason to be concerned about a thousand billions these days. That's 10,000 millions. Being a CPA, being in business myself for 30, 40 years, having been involved with large companies with Arthur Anderson in terms of auditing, and advising them on how to run a business, how to finance a business, how to make money when you're not making money. So I'm being inspired today to talk about something that is reasonable, not harebrained. What we're being pitched to right now, considering the fact that we are insolvent when it comes to measuring uh, any typical enterprise, and America is just a huge, great enterprise. We're insolvent. Uh, if we don't have enough borrowing power, which at this point, we're not only borrowing through trust uh, treasuries sold to our enemies, we're also printing up our own currency with no backing by anything of value other than what the stock market says America's worth. And of course, that's all speculation. The true worth of our country is our GDP. And GDP is on the basis of algorithms that are estimating the power of our production, not our service industries, but our production of products, saleable products that create cash flow. A company like uh, Facebook, it's, it's a service company. It only creates sell, uh, cash flow for its customers uh, in terms of selling manufactured project, products. But, but Facebook itself, uh, when they say it's worth $2 billion, well, who's going to buy Facebook for $2 billion? When, it, when, when their value is just clients that they're doing, that they're promoting other people's businesses. Same is true of Twitter and and Instagram and YouTube, those companies aren't worth anything in terms of value unless they're servicing and producing gross domestic product. So let's talk about this Green New Deal that has been proposed in different formats. Right now it's the jobs bill. The Green New Deal is going to create all kinds of jobs. It'll pay for itself. That's what Biden and his team are, are saying. And the Republicans are no different. They're selling it on the basis of, uh, well, we can, we can pay for it over the next, what, 100 years? They're now proposing a 100-year Treasury note. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. The Green New Deal and I'll call it the GND for God, is to save the planet. Green is the color of other people's money to deliver better job opportunities with adequate wages, less climate pollution, cleaner air and water, affordable high quality education and health care, zero emissions, cleaner manufacturing, better farming procedures, 100% power availability for more resilient communities without prejudice to race, religion, gender, creed, nationality. Costs 3.2 trillion down payment and 10 trillion per year for 10 years. That's $100 trillion. 
for transforming America into this hypothetical Camelot. And this is all in terms of the uh, people that aren't paying for it. They're the, the elite. The people that will ha eventually have to pay for that are the enterprising Americans who work every day. They may own their own company or they may work for some other capitalist that, that, that owns the company or they may have shares. Whatever the configuration is, is it has to be financially feasible. And what we're sitting on right now is a $500 trillion called derivative balloon. The stock market isn't real unless there are people can buy the stock and sell the stock. It's, that's, a, that's, that's the biggest part of the derivative bubble. The rest of it is, is our debt. The debt that we have is not backed by anything other than our, our planetary resources. China, in, in effect, owns one trillion, one point three or four trillion dollars worth of our soil, our property. It's the only thing real that's backing any of this debt is our 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 landscape, our lakes, our mountains, our cities. That's our collateral. And if we can't pay for it, guess what? They start taking parts of it back. If we can't pay the interest on the on the debt as we go along, we're not even paying off the debt. We're, we're paying the interest unless they're 10-year treasury notes. And now we're talking 30 years and 100-year treasury notes. So our cash flow statement looks like, like a mountain going downhill and crashing. And that's the other part of the, the derivative bubble is our economy, which is supported by the value of the dollar. If the dollar is going down in value and the price is, or the cost of production is going up because of the demand of the social end of this, the human capital demanding more money, then we don't have anything that's going to work. And in the real world of enterprise, guys like Romney used to go in as, as a venture capitalist or venture scalper and take troubled businesses, scalp them down to the break-even point, sell off whatever they had to do or cut off payroll or whatever they had to get, get to the break-even point. And then from that point on, the reorganized company is to make money. And then they sell that off for a huge uh, commission. So, you know, what we have here is, is, a, is a prospect for a huge reorganization, which is done under bankruptcy laws, which, according to what it says, that the government cannot go bankrupt. Well, states can go bankrupt under Chapter 10, so why not the federal government when it can't pay its bills or its interest? Now, if the Fed raises an interest two or three or four or five points, like it's done during the Great Depression of 2005 and seven, which had destroyed the housing market and also the 401k plans, $30 trillion of value for the uh, uh, typical American market was destroyed by Bernanke and the Fed raising the discount rate from 1.2 to 5% which rolled all the way through the banks in America. A lot of them didn't make it. They let the small ones go. They saved the big ones, and, and not all the big ones, but the ones they picked out, Paulson picked them out. And, and, and both Bush and Obama saved the big ones. They saved the big business, the, the, the General Motors, and the big uh, investment houses with stimulus, a trillion dollars worth of stimulus. Well, where did that come from? Well, that came out of Americans' pocket because the value of their homes went down every time they, they, they pitched out a, another trillion dollar stimulus to the big businesses. In economic vernacular, it's called a monopsony. When a, a government gets so big that it either has to buy these companies, which they did with General Motors, 
or they have to save the big banks and the big investment houses, then we no longer have a feasible laissez-faire government, nor do we have no democracy. Because at this point, the only thing that counts is the, 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 the flow of ca the cash flow of the government. And at this point, since we're borrowing and printing up currency to cover the shortfall in cash flow, we are basically insolvent. Insolvency means you're, you're, you're headed for bankruptcy. So what is, what is bankruptcy in America? Well, it's a concept that was formulated by our founders who said, uh, if you're going to take a risk to get in business, you should also have some protection. So if the business doesn't make it, your protection is, is that you can write off. Somebody's going to take a haircut on the debt. You can, you know, take, take some of that and write it off on your bank debt. You can lay people off or you can cut their salaries, but everything is to cut down to the break-even point. And that point, at that point, then you just continue on with a whole new reorganized company. And that company is expected to make profit. You can't really bankrupt the same country, company the second time unless it's for a different reason. But those bankruptcy laws are controlled by the federal government. And they have made it harder and harder for the typical uh, corporation or partnership to, or individual to declare bankruptcy. So the government, as it grows in size, wants to control more and more of, of what makes up the great in, uh, American enterprise. And the, that great American enterprise is called a monopsony. It is not a monopoly. A monopsony is where the buyer of last resort controls everything. Right now, America's healthcare is controlled by 545 people. They are the 100 senators, the 435 congressmen, men and women, nine Supreme Court uh, judges, and one president is running the monopsony. Now, China is similar. The CCP there is run by the Politburo. So they're both oligarchs when you really get down to it. The problem with America is it passes 40% overhead down to its businesses. And in China, they don't have any overhead. They, all these 775 people work for one company, and that's China. That's CP, CCP. And as a result, they don't have strikes. They don't have uh, salary demands that they can't afford. They just tell people what to do and how much they're going to pay. And they don't have to put up with what's happening in America that we want everybody, according to the Green New Deal, to be uh, equal and have equitable return on their effort. Well, China's saying the same thing, but they're calling, they're, it's called communism. And here we're trying to avoid it being called socialism, when in effect, socialism is a misnomer. It's the human capital that's going to be into every business where the monetary capital is starting the business or supporting the business when it's, when it's failing. So we have capitalists and, and human capital working together in what I'm going to call from now on an enterprise. And in America, all those enterprises from state to state, to city to city, to village to village, are make up the, the great American enterprise. And if we look at it as an enterprise, we all of a sudden have to see what I'm talking about here is how feasible is this result that we're, we're, we're creating here? Because everybody wants to come to America because they've been told that's where you get the American dream. And now, <clears throat> now that seems to be the American scheme, is that you get here and, and two million are coming this, this year from who knows where, from all over the world and, and Af Afghanistan. 
and they don't speak the language. They don't really know how to work. They don't know how to contribute to the to to an effort to this giant uh, bubble that that we've created here. So what are we going to do in the long run? And in the in in the vernacular of uh, America, that's four years. The long run is whoever's president and whoever's in control of the federal government is deciding our fate. And they're deciding it now with a hundred year treasury bill next century. Now, how can a president come in for four years, such as Biden and determine what they're, what they're committing us to for the next 10 years, even let alone a hundred, because I'm telling you, if you start viewing this through the, the, the glass, the rose-colored glasses of financial people, CPA, I'm a CPA, looking at it that way, you start to see that this thing is crazy. There's no way that we, if we go to the debt clock, and it's the only reliable report of America's, uh, the size of the American derivative bubble, and where we really are kidding ourselves the debt clock is going to show you we have $158.7 trillion of unrecorded. We don't have them on the books. Actually, we really don't even have a set of books for the whole enterprise. We treat it as a budgetary institution where we have, we record whatever we take in and whatever we pay out. That's running the business. It's like a corner drugstore that counts the money in the, in the cash register every day to say, well, that's either our loss or our profit. We're accelerating our tax collections because you have to pay an estimated taxes. So we're treating that now, we're spending it now, even though it applies to, to a later period. And then we owe money for interest uh, that we have to pay on future. We have to be recruiting that as we go along because it relates to this particular accounting period. We have to account for the pensions that we've committed to, that share of, of pensions as we go. So it's, a, it's, it's accruing under generally accepted accounting principles, principles so we can see where we're standing here today and in the future where we're going to be going. Well, right now, our budgetary system is only saying we're in the hole for the year 2020 Four, uh, three, four trillion dollars, and with the pandemic, the total uh, spending is going to amount to about ten trillion. If the either party has their way, that we're going to either do stimulus or not do it, or we're going to bribe the people, or we're going to scare the people, it's all what they decide to do about the money. It's not about what our future is. What we're, what, what are we running this, you know, accountable organization for the American dream or for the American nightmare? And I'm here to say, and I've got three books coming out. They're, they're a trilogy. Volume one says uh, we have to have a swing vote here because we've got the, the red on one side and the blue on the other side, and they're gridlocked. So we basically have a one-party system when they can't get it together. And, and, and our forefathers said a, a two-party system is hell if they come together, because then we have an oligarch. And right now, that's what we have. We don't have a swing vote. We need a third party that represents the enterprising Americans and the enterprise to see if it's effectively and efficiently being run for profit, because profit is what's left over so you can sustain the enterprise. Right now, we're unsustainable. We have built this balloon to the point that if anything trips up and the, and the stock market realizes that Facebook is not worth billions of dollars, and either is Twitter and all these service companies, Google, you know, and these people are investing in these companies thinking they're, they're just going to be millionaires. Well, we've got, 12, we've got 12 million millionaires in this country. A million isn't anything anymore. And billions, it takes a thousand billions to make a trillion. And when you're talking 10 trillion, that's 10,000 billions. How, if you start to, to do the books on this, how in the hell are you even going to keep score? 
particularly now when they're wanting bitcoins to represent the value of, of our currency. And China is threatening us on the value of the dollar, and the value of the dollar is plummeting during this pandemic time. And the fact we closed down the countries because of quack science, and we're got, have created inflationary period because of the close down of the businesses, which really not all have been brought back into business. And the people are not wanting to go back to work because they don't know whether it's going to mean a permanent uh, period of time for employment. So they'll sit home and, and take whatever they can get. So we have 8 million jobs open. Well, who's going to take those? The 2 million uh, new immigrants, illegal immigrants that are coming in that are not educated, they're not skilled, they're not, they don't speak the language, who are going to have tents sitting all over the country, you know, living in the tents like they were living in uh, Del Rio. So that paints the picture. And I'm going to go ahead and read what I'm talking about is build back better is not bigger. We're building back bigger and bigger government with all these proposed bills, the, 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 the jobs bill and the, the Green New Deal and the, and the bailout bill and you, know, you name it. It doesn't matter which party's in there. Now Joe Manchin is the guy, the, the swing vote. It's got to decide whether we go further over the cliff because we're over the cliff. It's not like we're there, going to be there. We're there. This bubble is probably, and in, in, in this, I'm going to talk about when does the bubble burst. Okay. The uh, Wikipedia has original text related to this Green New Deal. Senator Edward Markey and Representative AOC, Andrea Ocasio-Cortez, released a 14-page resolution for their Green New Deal on February 7, 2019. The approach pushes for transitioning the United States to use 100% renewable, zero-emission energy sources, including investment into electric cars and high-speed rail systems and implementing the social cost of carbon that has been part of Obama administration's plans for addressing climate change within 10 years. Besides increasing state-sponsored jobs, the Green New Deal is also aimed to address poverty by aiming much of the improvements in the frontline and vulnerable communities, which include the poor and disadvantaged people. To gain additional support the resolution includes calls for universal health care, increased minimum wage, and preventable monopolies. This is the talk of a monopsony. But anyway, that's what we're going to talk about here. Preventing monopolies. Well, we already have monopolies. We've got Facebook. We've got, we got uh, Twitter. We've got social uh, media. We've got the, the true media of ABC, NBC. We, we have little monopolies already, the mon and they're working for the government. That is a huge monopsony. So really, it's all controlled by the 545 people that I talked about. According to the Washington Post, February 11th, 2019, the resolution calls for a 10-year national mobilization whose primary goals would be, one, guaranteeing a job. Huh with a family-sustaining wage. Hmm. Adequate family and medical leave, paid vacations and retirement security to all people in the United States. Wow, they're, they're talking like they're running a very profitable business. And anyway, that's number one. <laughs> and we've already gone way too far with that. Number two, providing all people in the United States, that includes all the illegals and the new Afghanistans, high-quality health care, affordable, safe, and adequate housing, economic security, access to clean water, clean air, healthy and affordable food, and nature. Nature and nature. I <laughs> wonder what that is. Number three, providing resources, training, and high-quality education, including higher education to all people of the United States. Four, 
meeting 100% of the power deemed in the United States through clean, renewable, and zero emission energy sources. That means we get rid of fossil fuels. How are we going to do anything without that in the interim time that they say we're going to be clean and green? Five, repairing and upgrading infrastructure to the United States, including by eliminating pollution and greenhouse gas emissions as much as technologically feasible. Wow, we're going to get rid of carbon and the green greenhouse gas the greenhouse effect that's covering this whole country that is actually protecting us from overheating but they're saying we have we have climate change going on because of global warming you take away the greenhouse effect and this place is really going to be hot number 6 building or upgrading to energy efficient distributed and smart power grids and working to ensure affordable access to electricity. Electricity 100% run by fossil fuels. Seven, upgrading all existing buildings. In, and I might add on all this, we expect to change Mother Nature. We're going to manage Earth's climate. We're going to manage the seas and the skies and the storms and everything by doing the Green New Deal. Seven, upgrading all extra ex existing buildings in the United States and building new buildings to achieve maximum energy efficiency, water efficiency, safety, affordability, comfort, and durability, including through electrification. That means they got to all be electrified. They all have to be run on electricity that it takes fossil fuels to produce. Hmm. Eight, overhauling transportation systems in the United States to eliminate eliminate pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from the transmission sector as much as is technologically feasible. Well, it isn't feasible, including through investment in zero emission vehicle infrastructure and manufacturing, clean, affordable, and accessible public transportation and high-speed rail. Hmm. Let me get to page two here. Nine, spurring massive growth in clean manufacturing in the United States and removing pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from manufacturing and industries as much as it's technologically feasible. Well, it isn't. So that one's out. Working collab 10, number 10, working collaboratively, collaboratively with farmers and ranchers in the United States to eliminate pollution like poo, cow poo, Horse, what pee? All right, and greenhouse gas emissions from the agriculture sector, sector as much as is technologically feasible. Well, that's the only feasible thing here. We bring carbon back down. If we calculate that, and the scientists hadn't done that yet, we really aren't a greenhouse effect here, because the more we plant plants, the more the carbon's pulled down. And we're pulling carbon down all over the world. They never calculated that when they did the scientific report of how global warming is happening in this in this country, and that we the climate change will undo everything that Mother Nature usually controls anyway. So that's the ten steps to utopia, not the American dream, Cam Camelot. Okay, on March 26, 2019, and what Democrats call a stunt, Republicans call for an early vote on the resolution without allowing discussion or, or expert testimony. That's when they could control it. In, pro in protest, 42 Democrats and one independent, I guess I wonder who that is, like Mr. Sanders, who caucuses with Democrats voted present, resulting in a 57 to nothing defeat on the Senate floor. Well, yeah, the Republicans own, own the Senate. Three Democrats and one independent swing vote who caucuses the Democrats voted against the bill, while the other vote, well, that was probably Manchin, while the other votes were along party lines. President Donald Trump has spoken out against the Green New Deal and has referred to climate change as a hoax. I, I, I wouldn't call it a hoax. It's a wet dream, unfortunately. Now that Trump has been dumped, 
and the Biden and Sanders manifesto is in motion. The cost of the Green New Deal to build back. Well, I'm back. I had an interesting thing happen as I didn't know that I'm limited to 29 minutes and 59 seconds on a recording. So halfway through, it shut me down. So now I'm going to finish up with probably a, a more important part of it than proposing what the solution is. So where I was at is I was on March 26, 2019 in what Democrats call a stunt. Republicans called for an early vote on the resolution of the Green New Deal without allowing discussion or expert testimony. And AOC is, is not Andrea, it's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So I apologize to her for that. In protest, 42 Democrats and one independent who caucuses with Democrat, Democrats voted present. So that had to be Sanders, resulting in a 57 to nothing defeat on the Senate's floor. Three Democrats and one independent, that had to be Sanders, who caucuses with the Democrats voted against the bill. Hmm. While the other votes were along party lines. Maybe that was Manchin. I don't know. President Donald Trump has spoken out against the Green New Deal and has referred to climate change as a hoax. Well, I think it's more than a hoax. As I said before, I got cut off there. It's it's a wet dream. And, and worse yet, uh, even if it wasn't, it's, there's no way we can pay for that because it really shuts down everything that pays the bills. So it's not feasible. Now that Trump has been dumped, and the Biden and Sanders manifesto is in motion, the cost of the Green New Deal to build back bigger government will kill our enterprise, not carbonizing our environment. When an insolvent government can ill afford a 3.2 to 100 trillion 10-year plan, it's time to vote for reality. It's not progressive if it has to be paid for by printing devalued currency, borrowing from China, issuing 100-year treasury notes, and last but not least, a tax on everyone's future. It isn't green, it's red blood letting of our economy. What the real priority for either party should be the human New Deal, which I am now going to present. The human New Deal, HND, H being for heaven, New Deal, the color of all humans' efforts to save American enterprise in its use of other people's money, monetary and human capital to preserve the planet, preserve America's heritage, and rebuild our underprivileged inner city and rural communities by doing the following. One, rehabilitate dilapidation of the environment of buildings, streets, highways, and bridges, particularly in our inner cities, and small underprivileged communities. Two, replace with small businesses operating through SBA loan guarantees and designated enterprise zones. Well, where would that be? That would be in the inner cities and in the underprivileged communities. Three, resurrect hopes and opportunity with acceptable housing and purchasing power in designating oppor designated opportunity zones. That would also be the inner cities and the smaller underprivileged communities where small businesses who create most all the products through entrepreneurs and uh, our hardworking enterprising Americans uh, would be the opportunity zones. They get an opportunity to then exercise their right to ideas and, and attract the capital that creates new businesses. Four, rebuild home life with a two-parent unit where fathers and mothers are present all the time. We've lost the nu nuclear family in those inner cities and the underprivileged communities. The fathers can't be found. And the mothers, when found, aren't, aren't mothering their children. It's their grandmothers that are taking up the slack. Five, reinstitute the nuclear family by reduction of teen pregnancies, gang violence, using extra curriculum, 
and sports activities requiring an understanding of the dynamics of team and goals, where the gangs are looking for a new form of family um, as they do in communes. They're using guns and aggressive behavior to take back their share. And that's not earning it. Earning it is much more worthwhile as, as, with, as with teams and goals. We get those same people involved in teams and goals, and they do miracles. And that's what we're looking for if, with the human new deal, is miracles to, to redo what politics has failed to do over the last 50 years. Reclaim, number six, reclaim talent in arts and enterprise by redirecting drug dealing and stealing into productive activities. Learn the dynamics of economic and political, of the economic and political system of America. Yes, protests should be protected under the Constitution, but when they escalate into riots, and they always do in this country, then it's wrong. They're just wanting to steal their share. We want them to earn their share, and we but we want to do it in a fair and equitable way. We have to repair a lot of the damages done in the past to certain minorities. And we do that by helping them um, have their own opportunity in enterprise zones and have a future in this enterprise system. Seven, recapture opportunities using the charter schools approach and privatized technical skill training, including career planning and testing. With my experience in turning around nursing homes, which are sort of like the inner city, inner cities and, and small communities, since they're warehousing people for money, I found that by forming teams and focusing, and I had mostly illegal aliens working for me or minorities, uh, was to focus on the patient and improving their care and their outcomes so they could go home. And we did miracles. And those are all documented in my healthcare books. Uh, the main one called Healthcare for All. Eight, revitalize essential supply lines for health, happiness, and prosperity in areas of the city or rural towns and villages. We have a ton of work to be done here, rather than tearing down what we have as far as our current infrastructure and constitutional rights. Our spending trillions of dollars trying to change the regimes all over the world or uh, push them into something they don't have the uh, infrastructure to handle, such as they don't have a rule of law. Um, revitalize number eight, essential supply lines that now are fulfilled by uh, mostly China and the Southeast Asian uh, countries for health, happiness, and prosperity in areas of the city, our cities or rural towns and villages. Nine, return earning power to the lower classes of citizens and legal immigrants through maximizing education and team participation with 2 million being allowed to come into illegally, illegally into our country, uh, whether it be from South America or Afghanistan or from all over the world, refugees are seeking the American dream. Well, to have that earning power and to actually uh, qualify for citizenship, they have to speak our language. America, uh, English is the American language and also develop skills so they can make our gross domestic and national product uh, cash flowing. 10, regenerate the concept of enterprise into our educational curriculum. Our students in public education do not understand what makes America great. They don't know what the American dream is. They haven't lived it. They have, they're barely seeing it, except with the elite wealthy and avoid dividing Americans by race, creed, gender, sex preference, and religion. My formula is reason minus racism and 
religion equals resolution. 10, regenerate the concept of enterprise into our education curriculum and avoid dividing Americans by race, creed, gender, sex preference, and religion. I guess that was where I had my, my equation. I'll repeat it. Um, reason minus racism and religion equals resolution of America's problems. 11, re-educate and, re and direct high school or college dropouts into professional or technical skill careers. STEM, yes, science, technology, engineering, and math, but we also need them into the area of creating products, manufacturing products, products, distributing the products all over the world. And still, instead of, you know, passing it off to China because of lower labor costs. Um, um, number 12, finally, revamp our need for humanism as the art of living without violence, vulgarity, and disparity of wealth excesses. Unfortunately, we've allowed ourselves to be um, downgraded because of the loss of the family unit into a vulgar and, and violent society with disparity in wealth. And yeah, you, you give away wealth, it soon disappears. But in terms of America's wealth, uh, you have to earn it, you have to work to get it. And when you have it, you need to reinvest it in the great American enterprise. So those individual billionaires and soon to be trillionaires, focus your investment back into the American enterprise to pay down this horrendous debt. Get the country back to balancing its budget and not on the cash basis, but on the accrued, uh, generally accepted accounting basis. Then we have a future. This plan costs nothing because it increases production of gross domestic product and, or national product, increases market value of gross domestic product by leveraging American enterprise using quality and efficiency standards that save monetary and human capital. It's where all American citizens and legal immigrants who want to reduce crime, repatriate gangs back into the society, lower the need to pack and carry a weapon, fix the biggest problem we have, inner city hopelessness and squalor, to provide a respectful opportunity to pursue the American dream. This results in an in an excessive disparity between the haves and have-nots in lifestyles for health, prosperity, and hope. What then should we do to bring society together before we have a revolution of violence, vulgarity, and despair like last summer in 2020 because of the um, unfortunate uh, crime against uh, George Floyd? That was a, a racist crime where the elites have one party government. To prevent that, we need a swing vote third party that can break ties and reclaim American patriotism. It's work ethic for the good of the individual, not just the privileged and elite few. First and foremost, num number one priority, clean up and restore the inner cities Chicago, New York, Baltimore, Atlanta, Dallas, LA, Detroit, Cleveland, Minneapolis, Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, Kansas City, Philadelphia, DC, Phoenix, Albuquerque, and minority underprivileged communities throughout America. To start, we will it will take a one trillion dollars as a down payment to save the great American enterprise. Following are the objectives and opportunities to fix the disparity of wealth and balance opportunity in our cities and underprivileged communities with GDP skilled jobs to build an effort to earn the American dream and avoid the American nightmare. Why is the HD, HND, the Health New Deal, better than the GD, GND, Green New Deal? It is colorblind and not hell-bent on saving the earth from itself while killing the goose that got us here. Mother Nature, or Mother Goose, will continue to regenerate herself 
as she has for billions of years. We humans aren't the reasons for the seasons, nor for pleasing the storms and seas. We humans can't even manage ourselves if we have no natural and monetary resources. If we squander them on ideals rather than new deals for our own survival, nothing will work without the HMD, Human New Deal. In the process, we must further the pursuit of technology to assist us in this endeavor, such as turning plastic into fantastic building materials, as a young entrepreneur in Canada has done. He can take bottles from the sea and turn them into building materials. That is enterprise. That's 18-year-old entrepreneur in Canada. You will find that in my uh, new books, uh, the American Enterprise Party Trilogy. Uh, the first um, volume is We Need a Swaying Boat in America to drain the swamp and rein in big brother government and big brotherhood business. And the second volume of the trilogy is called the American Enterprise Manifesto on how to do that. And the third volume is the American Enterprise Party um, Restore the American Patriotism and Work Ethic and how to do that. In contrast, the Biden-Sanders AOC Green New Deal bill proposes an increase in jobs due to the Build Back Bigger government by employing 16,000 more IRS agents to catch the cheaters and 50,000 more bureaucrats to seize, to seize them by monitoring American bank accounts and emails for conformity to the zero emissions using a PCA artificial intelligence app for tracking each individual's personal carbon allowances. In other words, we're going to have everybody have have their own allowance for carbon uh, uh, distribution and then be penalized or go to Siberia. Big Brother Wizard of Oz Biden and his brotherhood of big tech monitors will use enforcement and compliance to the GD Green New Deal. <coughs> Excuse me, for example, GND number two alone will bankrupt America, providing all people of the United States with high quality health care and the wizard of Oz, Biden and Dorothy Harris public option, which is Obamacare on steroids. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Pelosi and Schumer and the so-called squad with a single pay or free Medicare for all, replacing all current private health care plans, including medical savings accounts. The critics, the Republican conservatives of this impractical approach also say eliminating private insurance could gut a major sector of the health economy. As for as, as of December 2018, private health and health coverage was directly responsible for, responsible for 540,000 jobs, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Economics note, economists note, though, that predicting how many jobs could go away versus how many could be absorbed by the new system is difficult as is projecting any macroeconomic impact. Can you imagine another 540,000 bureaucrats to the federal government's payroll that now exceeds $1 trillion per year? plus another 100,000 state employees for state administration of Medicaid as the safety net. It's called Obamacare. That means administrative costs will exceed $2 trillion per year just to oversee this giant albatross, which then does not promise any outcomes for the income of the incomes from the provider. This is also proven in my book called Healthcare for All on why healthcare has no accountability for its high uh, extremely high and uncontrollable costs. On top of the administrative costs, there is an expected cost of $14,500 per year medical care costs per covered American and aliens, which now total 330 million people. 
for physicians, hospitals, pharmacies, dental, mental, eye care, therapies, durable medical equipment, transportation is promised by the Democratic Socialists. Not Democratic, the Democrat Socialists. Take out your calculator, calculators and you get an amount, annual amount of $4.8 trillion for fee-for-service services. Plus the 1.2 trillion administrative costs equals in round numbers, 6 trillion per year, just for medical care, with no mention of preventive services or the declining health of the American uh, because of obesity, aging, and drug use. Regardless of the nonsensical Green New Deal, the Human New Deal campaign should not be a political football as the Green New Deal is now. It creates private sector jobs for the rehab of infrastructure, not, not idealistic, save the earth by fear and hysteria. It's imperative that the swing vote in Congress, be it one vote or many, such as Mr. Manchin, must bring Americans together to solve problems, not debate and, re and reform issues that pulls us into a bigger, not better financial and societal disaster. Government spending does not create GDP. People generate jobs that create gross domestic products to sell all over the world that produce profit and earnings for all. This is called capitalism, using socialism as the human capital to create the, the ongoing American dream, not destroy it merely for political agendas. The current advent of social media doesn't create GDP. It markets other people's ideas and now wants to control those ideas and selectively shut others down. That does violate our constitution and creates a monopoly for themselves and destroys our democracy. We lose the freedom to express, as I am doing now, uh, displeasure and then solutions to the, the albatross. That's the reason we need the American Enterprise Party's swing vote to bring sanity back into our fiscal and social plans to gain prosperity for all. This technique pulls the extremes towards the middle. It starts to fulfill those 40% of Americans that don't claim to be red or blue, but are undecided and do shift from one side to the other. That is what got us here not only, not any other isms, racism, wokeism, but capitalism married with socialism, creating humanism. Look out, China. America is building back better than ever with laissez-faire humanism. So keep tuned in. We're going to keep this uh, show on the road. It's called the American Enterprise Party. www.americanenterprisepoliticalparty.org. Take a look and keep coming. Thanks for your listening.